You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Christy Landwehr from Aurora, Colorado, and you are listening to the special monthly NRHA episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for this Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Good morning, horse world. It's the second Thursday of the month. That means it's time to slide in to the National Reigning Horse Association episode of Horses in the Morning. Well, hi, Christy. Where's your co-host, Sarah? Where's she off to this time? I know. She's like a world traveler. She is actually over in Italy. We just had a oh, big a show there, and she right was there. a part of that. She has a rough assignment over in Italy, eating pasta and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Does she actually yeah, do she any work? a lot of these rough assignments with her overseas gig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little jealous, actually. <laughs> well, well, and then she spent some time afterwards touring around, which why wouldn't you, right? If you're over there anyways and the flight's so long, you might as well enjoy. Well, no, you're going that far. You might as well take some time off. And so tell us about today's show. What are we covering? So excited. So today we're going to talk about what exactly is the NRHA Derby. So in this National Reigning Horse Association episode, we'll take a deep dive into exactly what that is. We're going to first of all um, have three wonderful guests on today. Jack Meadows, he's the non-pro derby champion from last year. We also are going to have um, Abby Budd on, who won the reserve champion in the freestyle reigning class last year. And then we're going to have Jennifer Hoyt on, and she's with Para Reigning. That's fantastic. Sounds like a good lineup. Uh, but before we get, get to, before we get to that, uh, talk to us about the professional bull riders finals at Fort Worth, and why are we talking about that? We are talking about that because a lot of horse people go to it. I am telling you, they have so many sponsors and partners of ours that cross over with theirs, and there was so many people to meet and greet. Not to mention, this was wonderful. The Western Sports Foundation was super and gave us a box seat so that we could watch the activities. So oh, we got so to you see got to PBR. Watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah, up close and personal. So there's Fabulous. no excitement in the room, was there? Oh, no, none at all. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and I'll tell you, oh, my goodness, the Bulls and the Cowboys. Wow. What? I mean, so great. And I don't know if um, you've seen the movie. It's streaming on one of the streaming platforms. I, I'm not quite sure. I right off the top of my head which one. But it's um, Fearless oh, about yeah, the yeah, Brazilians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Fantastic. Well, and you, you were at Fort Worth to do this, which if th that's the perfect place to watch bull riding right it uh, is and fort worth stockyards you know it's just a phenomenal place to go there's so many things to do and see and there's eat. never a dull moment oh eat. and lots of eating yeah yes <laughs> good lots steak. of eating yeah that's good. i love fort worth <laughs> and the nrha has a new commissioner we talked to the retiring commissioner in the last episode or the one before 
We did yeah. talk to Dick, Gary Carpenter in the last episode, and he'll be with us until the end of the year, which is wonderful because now we have a new commissioner. So I have a new boss. His name is Billy Smith. And some of you listening might know him. He's actually the current CEO of the American Paint Horse Association. Oh. And much like is very typical in horse association land, we just move around, right? That's what we do. So it's going to be so wonderful to have him join us. He'll be joining us soon. And then he and Gary will get to co-lead us until the end of December when Gary goes into the sunset and uh, Billy starts with us in January. And you're about to attend another conference, but this time you just need to drive a little bit. Yes, it's close. So it's in Denver proper. And of course, I'm just in Aurora. So it's just driving distance. And what's fun about this one and meaningful to me is that Tammy Gaynor, who is a new executive director of my past job, Certified Horsemanship Association, she lives in Ohio. She's going to come out and stay with me so I can introduce her to all the people. So American Horse Council is basically the umbrella arm of the horse industry at the Washington, D.C. level. So anything that's going on legislatively within um, the federal government and also within states for state horse councils. We all meet and we talk about those issues together. I happen to sit on their board of trustees and of course the conference is going on. So it's going to be a pleasure. And of course, you just heard the American Horse Council episode recently here on Horses in the Morning because they're joining us once a month too. Uh, so, And they were just on. Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. So now we're going to hear from a special sponsor today. This is Markel, and Markel is an insurance company. And Markel has literally been, Glenn, with us for 30 years as a National Reigning Horse Association partner, oh, the wow. longest standing corporate partner we have had. 30 years. It's fabulous. Making time for insurance can be tough and time consuming. Insuring with Markel is one less worry as the official equine insurance partner of the NRHA for 30 years. With over 50 years of experience in insuring horses and horse-related businesses, Markel is firmly committed to the horse industry. Markel's team of horse insurance agents are true horse people who represent the commitment that makes the Markel difference. Learn more by visiting MarkelHorseAndFarm.com or contact a Markel agent who can quickly assist with an insurance solution for your horse, farm, or horse-related business. While you focus on horses, let Markel protect you. We are so excited to have Jack Meadows on today. He was our National Reigning Horse Association Futurity Non-Pro and also the National Reigning Breeders Classic Non-Pro and also our Non-Pro Derby Champion, all level four. He has already earned over half a million dollars in the sport. He has his Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering and works at Archer, Elgin Engineering and Surveying. And guess what else? He's engaged to be married, Glenn. Oh, really? Yeah? Yes. Is she a horse girl? She is a horse girl. Okay, just know. checking. I don't, yeah, I don't know if we could have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming up May of 2024. We got a year to plan, huh? That's right. Seems like a lot, but I'm, she keeps telling me that it goes by faster than I think. So oh, Now, if it goes the way it usually does, she's like a jumper or something, a dressage rider. She is uh, actually a horsemanship girl. Okay. So. All right. That's closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you Absolutely. planning on getting married? So she's from Ohio and went to school in Auburn, Alabama. So she tried to, we tried to pick like a kind of a central location. So it's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, how fun. Well, and then spot. you're in Cuba, Missouri, right? That's where you are. That's right. That's right. So kind of have that little triangle going on and pick the spot right in the center. That'd be. Easy for everyone. Oh, that's perfect. 
That will be so good. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into our topic today, Jack, if you don't mind, because um, it's it's pretty exciting. We have our derby coming up here very soon, and there's a bunch of people that they don't even really know what a derby is. So can you tell us you know, how you got involved with our NRHA derby and reigning and what the derby is all about? Yeah, absolutely. So the quick answer is um, it's an aged event. The derby is different from the maturity and the fact that it's for a four or five six and seven year old reigning horses, whereas the fraternity is just for three year olds. Um, so with that comes a little bit, you know, different obstacles, uh, a derby horse would be a little more experienced, a lot better trained, but also might anticipate a little more Whereas a fraternity horse, you know, they're seeing things for the first time and everything's new. So they might make a bobble and you might make a bobble, but, um, you know, it, it's never either one is out of, out of uh, anything, poor they're just you know they're they're just they know their job so well and they're they might make a mistake just trying to get ahead and be you know be be better for you so the guessing kind of comes out a little different than the derby horse okay i gotta jump in here so this is where i was always confused because i come from the english side so you know obviously the english side you just go to the horse show there's there's not delineations necessarily for most horse shows on ages of horses um, and that's where I, what makes the derby, is it just age that makes the derby different than a regular reigning show? Uh, so the derby is, well, there's, there's two parts for the NRHA derby. There's for the actual, um, aged event, which will be take place in the gym Norwick arena all week. And that is for just four five, six and seven year old okay. reigning horses Okay. where there's also an ancillary side of the NRHA derby that, you know, is for all ages of horses and all um, all ages and, you know, um, experiences of riders too. So there's that running on concurrently. Okay. So it is for everybody, but we're, we're, we do break it down to classifications. Absolutely. It is for everyone. There's something for everyone at the NRHA Derby. Gotcha. And what's neat about it, Glenn, is it goes on simultaneously. So there's so much. So both arenas are going on simultaneously throughout the two-week time that the Derby takes place. So there is a lot to see and do, for sure. So we're looking at two, 3,000 sliding stops by the time we're done? <laughs> oh, I would say that's pretty low number. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. If you're watching the practice hours, I bet you could get close to that. Okay. So. <laughs> You let alone the competition itself. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, tell us, this is so exciting, Jack. Tell us about um, what exactly you won last year at the Derby, what that non-pro level four even means, and explain that. That was an awesome 2022 experience for you, and we'd love you to share it with our listeners. Absolutely. So um, first things first is it's out of the horse I showed was actually one we raised. It was out of the mare that I won the fraternity and the NRBC on. So oh, that made awesome. it special right away. Um, the level four part of the NRHA, it's all based on your lifetime earnings and your NRHA earnings from the year prior. So level four is kind of something that it's, you can't ever, you know, level out of that's the top level of the non-pros. And there's also two categories, the non-pro and the open. So the non-pro is what I categorize as I am a non-professional. That means I don't, you know, do it for a living. I show my own horses. Um, I don't take in any on training. So that's that part. And then level four, that's based on my years, uh, previous year's earnings that I'm just eligible for level four. I leveled out of the one, two, and three. 
So how did it feel last year when you won? Oh, it was the most, it was an absolute thrill um, to have raise that horse. And he was just a four-year-old. So he's coming in as, you know, the, the youngest year that, that's eligible. So a lot different, you know, that's years less training than some of these other horses that he's competing against. So he, he really stepped up and I was, couldn't be more proud of the horse and um, the preparation that went into it. Tell us his name. His name is Joey, but his registered name is Tribbiani. So that was, that was, that was cool too. So they had uh, the friends theme song playing during my finals run. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And that is the most un-Western name I have ever heard. (laughs) So the mayor's name is Phoebe. So that's what I, this we tried is the to most unwestern line I've ever heard. There's not 14 <laughs> names that uh, you know have Jim, Bob, and Joe in them. It's just crazy. That's perfect. Yeah. I like that. How fun! So, are you going to be at uh, Derby this year? Are you showing Joey or others this year? I will. I have. I'm entered on three horses right now. All three are ones that we raised. Uh, Joey is one of them, and then I'm going to show his uh, sister. Her name is uh, Fire and Rain. That's the one I was just second on at the NRBC. Um, she's she's four this year. And then I'll have a, a mare named Jules that I showed last year at the Derby as well that we raised. So you didn't keep up the Friends theme, huh? Neither one is named Rachel or Monica? <laughs> no, we have a um, – we tried to keep it up, and it was – we have other ones coming, and we're going to try to stick to that theme, but – I think that cross that so Joey's a gun of trash. She had a chick's dream of diamonds, and I think we're trying to keep the uh, friends theme for that that line. Awesome! So it's impossible to keep it for all, and we sometimes we we alternate themes every year, just trying to make it a little more fun. And but yeah, we'll try well, to keep going. There were only so many friends, friends sure. so you, right, you have a limited right. pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> One of them You'll could be called. Run out. Yeah, you could go to friends. Seinfeld next, and you could have a you soup. Could. There yeah, you, go. you could have a soup absolutely. Nazi and a George and a. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely right. We try to go with whatever whatever TV show we're kind of into right at the time. <laughs> I was. Got, I've, I've already thinking. You've got my brain going. Who's on Stranger Things? Right? Who's yeah. who's some other yeah. ones that are really yeah. good and happening right now? <laughs> absolutely. Very fun. So tell us a little bit more, because I know we keep throwing out the acronym um, NRBC, and I know that that's also a big reigning show that, of course, is a qualifying show for the Derby. Could you explain a little bit more about that one? Absolutely, yeah. So just like the NRHA Derby, it is um, an aged event for the four, five, six, and seven-year-old horses. Um, That just took place in April in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, So I showed Joey there, and I showed this uh, fire and rain horse. And then I showed another one that we raised that actually my sister's going to be showing at the Derby. His name was time in a bottle. And uh, um, I had a little bit of rough luck on, on Joey, but I made the finals on uh, fire and rain and time in a bottle and ended up second overall in the level four non-pro there with fire and rain. So you must absolutely love getting out of your engineering job and getting the break from all of the mindfulness that that requires and getting to go and do the mindfulness that it requires to jump on these horses and ride them. That must be a nice change for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of a running joke in our family that I, I go to these shows and I come back to work feeling more tired from my time <laughs> off. So <laughs> it is. It's very it, – I 
very blessed to be work, work where I work, where it allows me to take a, you know, a week off here and there and go compete at these um, NRHA events. But it is, it's a, both are full-time jobs if you want to do it, you know, to the best of your ability. So it gets, it gets pretty tiresome. Well, we are so looking forward to having you at the Derby here in just a couple of weeks. For anyone listening, it is going to be uh, middle of June. It is middle of June all the time. It's June 14th through the 25th this year. And that includes both arenas um, that uh, Jack spoke about going on. And the Derby is free during the beginning of the week. And then at the end of the week, it just costs $10 to come on in. So anybody can come. Just go to NRHA.com and click on Shows and Derby and you can get your tickets there. And it's in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma at the Jim Norick Arena, like Jack mentioned. So, Jack, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you explain what Derby was, and good luck to you. I hope it's another awesome year. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being on your show. Isn't it amazing, all these young, wonderful people coming into our industry? The future looks bright. I got to tell you, until you told me, we didn't talk about his age, Um but Jack, I pictured him to be 45 because he's just so mature. Uh, so mature. But yes, he's not. And he's about half that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. So it's fantastic. I don't know his exact age, but he's definitely, you know, a 20-something. And he is just fantastic and such a pleasure to have. And now, of course, we're going to have Abby on next. And she is also young and upcoming. She's currently in college. So, so basically, it's, it's a show of overachievers. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's meet let's meet another one, Abby. Our next guest is Abby Budd, and she has been around horses her entire life. She lives in Colorado, so that makes me happy. And she also lives in Oklahoma, which also makes me happy. And she joined um, us at the NRHA when she was only 11 years old. She is currently attending Oklahoma State University and is on their equestrian team. And she's majoring in biochem and molecular biology. So, yes, there's that. So you're telling me she started when she was 11. She's in biochem and molecular biology. She's a slacker. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> She's just, she has no drive or ambition whatsoever. And not That's to mention mean. that, <laughs> but she's also a youth and a non-pro competitor that was reserve champion at our derby last year at the Invitational Freestyle well, Competition. So bragging. there you go. Now she's just bragging now. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you on the show today, Abby. Where are you today? Are you Oklahoma or Colorado? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm in Colorado right now. I just got back a few weeks ago. That's awesome. Oklahoma. And you're down in Pueblo, is that right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Actually, I'm in Loveland right now for a show right now, um, the Columbine Classic, but I'm I'm down by Pueblo for the summer, yes. That is awesome. And how do you like being on the equestrian team? How is that going in Oklahoma State? Oh, I love it. It's great. Uh, definitely keeps me busy, but it's been a great experience and I've met so many incredible people through that. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot in the industry. I bet everyone listening probably knows someone that's on an equestrian team or knows someone through it, but it's a really cool deal. And I, I really love it. All right. I'm going to jump in. How do you manage time? We get this question a lot. <laughs> I mean, you have serious majors, biochem and molecular biology. Um, so how do you manage your time? Oh, man. Um, that's been definitely something uh, I worked on throughout high school because in high school, I was pretty busy, too. But uh, definitely just making sure I'm on a set schedule. Uh, I wake up really early in the mornings. So getting used to that has been hard for me. I bet a lot of people listening have probably 
wake up early too but that has been an adjustment as a teenager I wake <laughs> up at <laughs> like 5 30 so that's a little earlier for me than usual but um just taking advantage of the time I have during the day has been really helpful are, so I can still have a little bit more fun <laughs> are you a, I'm gonna go a little <laughs> deeper are you a list taker or do you plan out every hour of the day when you start the day or you just do it all in your head Oh, man. For me, I like to write stuff out on a calendar, at least, so I can have stuff kind of planned, but a lot of time it doesn't go to plan. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, by the way, the rest of your life is going to be that way, too, so... Oh, so, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Heard that before. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> All right, Christy, I'm yes, done sir. interrupting now. Oh, no, you interrupt anytime you want, Glenn, anytime you want. So, um, Abby, we're going to jump right in. You know, this is our Derby show. And so we just had uh, Jack Meadows on and he was talking to us just about, you know, the Derby in general and whatever. And now we would love yeah, to awesome. learn from you about freestyle reining. So could okay. you dive right in and let us know even what that is? Pretend like you're talking to people that don't even have a clue. And Okay, perfect. What is it? Okay, so freestyle reining is an event where competitors do um, required reining maneuvers, so like re regular reining um, with some twists. So competitors are able to dress up, they can do um, routines they make up to music they choose, and they can be creative for extra points from the judges and obviously for crowd points, which is really fun. Um, just like a lot of normal reining events, Freestyles can also have the stops, spins, and circles that judges um, that that are judged, um, and it just is a really fun event. I enjoy a lot. It's fun to watch. It's fun to do. I just I think it's really fun for um, the crowd and the people performing. I think it is too. You know, living here in Denver, I love going to the Summer Slide and watching the um, freestyle, and then also going to our uh, stock show in January and watching that yeah. big freestyle raining. It's so good. So tell us oh, a little bit more about last year and what you did at the Derby. Tell us the costume that you and your horse had. Tell us the song you rode to. Tell us more about the horse. And I think you even went bridalist, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yes, it was. It was so fun. Um, it was my first time actually competing in a big freestyle I would say or major freestyle event um with my horse I did two freestyles before it was at the Colorado State Fair so that's in Colorado obviously um and we ended up winning both actually um I got an email about competing at the freestyle um and I knew I had to do it we sent in the video from one of the other freestyles we'd done so I um grew up with this horse so I was really excited to do it um but the week leading up to the freestyle it definitely wasn't um it didn't go as planned like most things don't like I was saying with my schedule and stuff um it was definitely a hard week it's I guess this is a little bit more serious on the podcast but um I originally debated on not coming at all because one of my close friends had died that week oh, um wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely very sudden, but that same that same friends always encouraged me to do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and he had loved my horse, especially that specific horse. So I flew that week into Colorado for his funeral, and then um, I talked to everyone, and I felt a lot better coming back because everyone um, I had been around, even at the show people in Colorado, just like in the industry, it's such like 
of family. Um, and I knew that Dean would want me to go and I knew that everyone around me would want me to do it. So I knew that it's such a good thing to use positivity. And that was like what my friend was like. Um, so I ended up doing it and it was awesome. Um, it was, it was just a great experience for me to do, um, with that horse. I did it to Justin Timberlake and it was a really happy go lucky kind of freestyle happy um I wore a bright outfit and the horse that I was on dreamer she had a lot of bright colors on um she had yellow polo wraps and a lot of colorful um things on her and we ended up going in bridalist and it was just super exciting to do um I I started dancing and the the crowd was great and there's a lot of adrenaline going so um it was it was really fun and I hope that it could inspire some people and people were able to learn a little bit more from that freestyle and freestyle in general. So it was well, a great anyone experience. Listening with your the photo, of course, is on the Horses in the Morning uh, Horse Radio Network site, so you can see Abby and Dreamer. But you can also watch it on YouTube. I mean, there's many videos out of it, and it's phenomenal. I love how you ride around and your hands are in the air, trying to get the audience all excited. And the more you put your hands in the air, the more they <laughs> got excited. It was good. It was super fun. Yeah, it was a great experience. I feel like um, in the freestyle, it's a little bit uh, more. You can be a little bit looser and you know, have the audience involved a little bit more than when you're just competing. Um, so that's definitely a fun element of it for sure that the crowd can be involved like that. It reminds me of a dressage pas de deux combined with like a costume class at an open show, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's pretty awesome. So definitely. what other costumes and songs have you seen people do freestyle to? So I originally started my first trainer ever, Drake Johnson. Um, the first time I ever saw freestyles, I was sitting in his office and he has a framed photo of him doing a bridalist freestyle actually at the, I think it was the Yusef equestrian games. Awesome. Um, and he did a freestyle bridalist and I ended up watching that video maybe with him or maybe later on. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I want to do this. Um, so Drake had gotten me started. Um, I, I like watched a few freestyles, obviously going to the Denver one. Um, and it, it's awesome. Uh, Shane Brown also has had a lot of great freestyles. Those are definitely the two that I watched. Shane actually helped me with this, um, freestyle that I did last year, but both of them have had some amazing routines and, um, they're great with the fun routines and getting the crowd involved so they helped me a lot and um you guys could look them up and see their videos probably online and on youtube and but you, they have some great and great you have one of my friends to thank for all of that in the beginning stacy westfall yes oh my gosh yes so the horse that i was on that's crazy oh my gosh um so yeah i i can't even believe that i know i was definitely inspired by her routine and I, yeah, she's pretty much the one that started the whole bridalist thing. Oh yeah, you? yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that she went in like with nothing on. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, she brought that. that I still watch crazy. that video and gets goosebumps from. The Me time. too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. And look at you're doing it now. How cool is that? <laughs> I know it's awesome. I remember watching that video when I was younger too, and wanting to do that. I yeah, seriously, those were probably the three very influential people, and there's a lot of awesome routines and costumes and so many things out there. It's just super fun. 
And for everyone listening, just know you don't have to go bridalist. You don't have to go bareback. You don't have to do all the things. You can actually have a bit in your horse's mouth and a saddle on. But it is so much fun to get to pick, I bet, your own music and to pick your own theme and decorate yourself and your horse up with that theme. And you're right. A lot of people do ride in memory of, which you did with your friend, which I think is awesome. Um, And some people, you know, all the different stories. And I love when the Mm -hmm. announcers announce all those backstories of why people chose to do what they did in freestyle it's always so moving and awesome me too me too i agree it's definitely a way you can um kind of share a story (laughs) in a way in a sense which i think is a really cool thing well, we're really excited. The Oklahoma City uh, Visit Oklahoma through their Convention and Visitors Bureau is sponsoring it again. And it's going to be for those that are listening that may want to come to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City and see it here. It's going to be on June 22nd in the evening, which is a Thursday night. And it's going to be super fun. So please, you know, go on to um, NRHA.com and find your tickets for that. And it's going to be actually, I think, free that night. I think because it's sponsored by Oklahoma um, Convention and Visitors Bureau, they're paying for everyone to be able to get in. So that's also pretty cool. But tell our listeners while we wrap up here, Abby, um, how can they get involved in reining? Because I know sometimes people think that some of these disciplines are unattainable. And actually, that's not Mm -hmm. quite true. So do you want to let people know how they can get involved? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Well, that's a great going to be a great event. I'm super excited to watch that. You guys will definitely have to uh, get your tickets and come join. But getting into reining for sure for me, um, I had known about it, but I ended up just, we didn't know what we were doing when we started getting into um, this one discipline, the reining. Um, But the NRHA is very welcoming to new people. I know it was for us and just people in general in the industry um, were very welcoming when we were getting started. Uh, We were crazy. We went and bought a (laughs) three-year-old and I was 11 and I guess it ended up working out fine. But uh, there's a lot of trainers across the country um, in the NRHA and really you can just make a phone call and learn a lot. People are very willing to help and um, it's it's a super fun industry to be involved in and there's a lot of ways. You could go take lessons, you could um, you know, just call a trainer up. That's <laughs> the best advice I would have for getting involved, but everyone's very welcoming and I have a it's, question. A, it's a great industry. I have a question for both of you. So, in the English side, one of the things we've said on this show for 14 years is if you're interested in a new sport, go volunteer in an event. Uh, mm-hmm. Go volunteer at a horse show. Or do they need volunteers at reining events and Western events like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if it's similar in the industry um, for English, but I know for um, there's always help needed for stuff like you could help open gates, um, meet a lot of people that way. There's always stuff you could do. Um, there's volunteer hours you can sign up for. There's There's just stuff. There's always stuff to do and ways to get involved for sure. I agree. So, Abby, it was so good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your freestyle experience. And um, I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Thank you guys so much. I look forward to meeting you in person soon, too. Well, that was good. I enjoyed so much hearing Abby's story, <laughs> didn't like you? I like a slacker. You do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at Abby's life, and I just feel like I'm a slacker. When you take well, you might feel like a slacker again because our next guest, Jennifer, she <laughs> like founded Pararaining. So there's that. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that'll just make my day. Here we go.
Our next guest is Jennifer Hoyt, and she is an NRHA professional who has been a leading advocate for the creation and implementation of para-reining, not only for our organization, the NRHA, but also for USA Reining. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today, Jennifer. Thank you for inviting me. So let's just jump right in. Tell us what exactly is para-reining. Para-reining is um, reining classified, or I should say reining that is uh, created for people with various disabilities, or like I like to say, various abilities. Um, We have grades and they follow basic patterns that a regular rider, a regular able-bodied rider would follow. Um, They have to do spins. They have to do circles. Um, Depending on their grade level, they may or may not do flying lead changes. They will do um, a quote-unquote rundown. They may not do a sliding stop, but they will do a straight line down to a stop and then a rollback. In a nutshell, that's what para-reining is. So how did you get involved with it? How did that journey come about? Oh, I'm going to say probably back in 2014, 2013, 2014, I was approached by one of my customers who had a uh, son who had a disability and he wanted to learn how to lope. He had already been riding at home, um, done trail riding, but he wanted to to do more. And so she asked me, she had heard about Rainers and how broke they were, um, how well-trained they were, how responsive they were. And she asked if I would consider taking them on as a, as a student. Um, one of the, the many things I do is run a lesson program. Um, I never had been exposed to any kind of therapeutic riding or, um, you know, helping riders with disabilities. Um, but I agreed because I, I had a really, really nice, well-trained um, horse that I used for lessons. It was my daughter's horse. He was uh, he was the son of Winter Nick, who was a full brother to Boomer Nick, um, out of a smart little Lena mare. His uh, name was another smart winner, and uh, he was quite the – he taught more people about sport reining than anybody else. So I felt very confident that, um, you know, I could help this young person. And uh, uh, lo and behold, we got him on and he started loping. And the next thing I knew, we were doing circles and we were then we were doing spins and sliding stops. And at wow. the time, I was on the board uh, for a National Riding Horse Association. And I, I approached the then president, uh, Beth Himes, and said, you know, we really need to do something. We need to create a place for people like this to ride because our rainers are perfect. They're perfect for this because they're so responsive, so intuitive, and so well trained that um, they make the rainer actually makes it look easy. Um, you know, and so she looked at me and said, "Well, go ahead and and do it." So I we formed a task force and I spearheaded the the group and we created what is now the para reining for the NRHA. And I'm so glad you did. So this is our Derby show. So we've been talking about the Derby and we're so excited to have the para reining championships back at the Derby. They're going to be on Sunday, June the 25th. Um, And for anybody that's listening, please come and watch them. They are just awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about what those championships at the Derby will be like? So 
We've moved it back to the Derby from the Congress. We just felt that the Oklahoma City, the NRHA Derby was the better place for this championship. It, you know, being that it's all raining and it, it highlights the sport and it is pretty centrally located for, you know, people across the country. Um, the, the class itself were consist of four grades. Um, the grades being, again, based on the rider's ability. The rider is classified into a grade, um, and those can be found on the USA website as well as the WPR, World Pair Rating website. Um, and they will compete in their each of their grades. So each group will compete within their own grade, much like uh, a rider might compete in open or intermediate open or limited open. And then those individual grades will be placed separately. So again, just like the open gets placed or the intermediate gets placed or the limited gets placed, then we will take the scores regardless of what grade they are in and we will put them in an order and we will place our championship from those scores. I am so excited to be there and be a part of it this year. Tell us, though, where else um, para-rainers can show? There are so many NRHA shows that are hosting the para-raining class. Um, there, I've seen quite a few of them here on the East Coast, um, and I've seen a few of them in the Texas area. Basically, if somebody really wants to show a para-raining class, I always tell them, just go talk to the show manager, show committee, and ask them to add the class. It's it's a class, so they can add it, you know, the same as they would add any other class to their show schedule. Um, and NRHA has been really good about approving them, even if it has been, you know, within 30 days. But um, just go ask. And, and, you know, if they have any questions, they can call, you know, myself or they can call one of the people at NRHA to um, to talk about what pararating looks like at their event. Because, again, a lot of it is not knowing what to expect and not knowing what kind of riders will come. There's a little apprehensive about that. Um, usually after I talk to the show management and, you know, explain to them that this is a independently ridden class. It is not anything else other than that. Um, the riders are capable of riding a pattern and, uh, you know, taking care of themselves, but, um, they usually, you know, it's, and once people do it, once the show does it, they're, they're excited and they do it every year. So. And do you have Jennifer's social media pages? I know you mentioned some websites. What are the exact addresses so that for people can find out more? I believe, uh, WPR has a Facebook page. World pair rating, uh, has a Facebook page. Uh, it is said just like it's, you know, W world para raining all one word. Um, and then uh, the USA raining still has a Facebook page up, which will link you to USA para raining. Um, even though USA raining is not is on a hiatus right now, but uh, we still have the, the Facebook page up. Um, I believe the website is still active for that. Um, there's information there on the grade levels. Um, and then World Pair Rating's website, worldpairrating.com, I believe it is. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show today and explaining this a little bit more to our listeners. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much again for having me. And again, I'm so excited that NRHA has agreed to place the championship 
at the Derby. I, I think it'll be a prime venue for people to see, you know, how awesome this class is and how wonderful our equine athletes are and our human athletes are too. And we're excited to have Decra Pharmaceuticals sponsoring it. So thank you for uh, bringing them on as well, Jennifer. Well, thank you. Thank you for working things out, Christy. So when you think you've accomplished something in life, and then you talk to these three today, uh, it makes you realize that I could have done more. (laughs) You could always look in the mirror and go, oh, man, I should be waking up at 530 every day. What am I doing? (laughs) Well, I've done that, but apparently I haven't used my time well enough. I need her system. (laughs) I I need their systems because apparently my system wasn't good enough. It is true, though, you know, when you take a look at others and what they accomplish, it's amazing. And, you know, and expect, you know... It's so funny because people our age, right? Uh, And I'm older than you are, but people my age, I'll say that. People my age always pick on the Uh, 20-year-olds. Yet, look at at the 20-year-olds we had on the show today and what they've accomplished and what they're going to accomplish. So, you know, I think that, you know, the generalizations don't fit. No, they don't fit at all. And you know what I'm so pleased about is that they're part of the NRHA team. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That helps. And I think NRHA has done a better job than most of the associations in attracting young people, in in attracting teenagers and keeping the young, the, the numbers of young people higher than a lot of the other associations have. We have. And, you know, it's fun. We do that not only, I think, within our competition levels, but we also have a very active National Reigning Horse Youth Association and youth officers. And they actually just came back from a Washington, D.C. trip, which is phenomenal, where we they got to go up on Capitol Hill. We talked about that last week on, uh-huh. on the uh, American Horse Council episode. So that's pretty pretty fabulous, right? That, that. And then also, they, um, they're on our staff. I'm old on my staff. And that's, that's good. I should be. Well, I can tell you I am old at Equine Network, too. So, you know, I feel, See? I feel the your pain. Bright. <laughs> and that gives us hope. We get to retire one day, Glenn. Yeah, exactly. There, we will be replaced, and it will be better when we're not That's here. right. Yeah. Well, Christy, thank you for putting this episode together. I really appreciate it. it look, and I think Sarah will be back to join you next month, right? She sure will be. And in the meantime, if anyone's interested, just hop on NRHA.com and go to the fan page. You can find out all kinds of things that you can do with us to get started learning about us. You can also hop on the pros page and find a professional near you to go and jump on a rainer and take a lesson. Many, many things. Not to mention, please come to our derby in Oklahoma City if you're nearby. It would be a pleasure to have you. And Jamie and I will be back on tomorrow, Friday's episodes for some really bad ads. If you didn't get your ads in yet, send them to Jennifer at Horse radionetwork.com and Christy thank you so much we'll talk to you again next month thank you now go out everyone and have the slide of your life